This is Unclaimed Bands, show 188. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight our guest is Jessica Muse. Welcome, Jessica. Hey. I'm so happy you uh, could take time to do this. I know you're pretty busy and all that. Uh, and, you know, looking at your career, you've been very busy for a long time. So thank you for taking time to take a breath and uh, and have a talk with us here. Um, no, I'm happy to be here. Cool. I, it's uh, it's always good to talk to, uh, to really artists that have um, do, a, do a lot, have a lot of interesting stuff going on. And you certainly fit that bill, and we're going to talk about some <laughs> of that. Uh, before we do, why don't we give people a listen to uh, some of your music. Uh, what would you like to let them hear first? Well, probably Blue Eyed Live, because that's like a good starting point, I think. <laughs> okay, okay, I think it is too. This is Blue Eyed Lie. That was Blue-Eyed Lie. Jessica, I w- typically about this time we ask someone to tell, the, tell us something about that song. 
And before I do that, okay. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here because I, I knew that you were going to give us this one. I think it's kind of you know incredible. You we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but you played that on American Idol, yes. and that was the first time that an original song has ever been played on the show. Correct? In the finals, it was the first time somebody had performed their own song. Yes. And were they, like, totally, like, cool with that, or did you have to sell them on that? Well, with that, that was just a, the theme of the week was audition songs, so they kind of revisited the auditions, and I auditioned with an original, because I was like, they're either going to like me or not, and I was tired, because I played Warp Tour the day before, so I was just like, whatever, I'm going to play Blue Eyed Blah, if they send me home, at least it's because it was my own song. <laughs> nice, nice. That's that's a great attitude to have about that. You're right. When a lot of times when they revisit that, it's uh, it's people you know playing whatever you know they've they learned or whatever. Because I, I mm-hmm. that's that I I wonder. You know, I've often wondered about that, and and that's another thing. How many times an art, someone tries out for that show or whatever is really an original artist or just someone who sang real good to the radio? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, every song was an original at one point too, or still is to somebody. So you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's the that's the biggest thing I say to people who go who will go see a cover band but won't go see an original artist. See, I think that's so dumb because I would rather support an original artist than go to some cover band. I mean, I'm not I'm not discrediting cover bands. They're enjoyable when you have a couple drinks and you're out with some friends. But I'm such like into the music scene that I love watching original artists perform. Like I, I usually take a couple of my friends and I invite them to my shows and have them open or have them play alongside me, just because they are original artists too. And I want to help them any way I can because that's where my heart is. Cool. I, that, I wish more people felt that way, but that's I'm the same way. That's why we we started this whole thing. Just wanted to give a better ear towards it all. Because I, I, I mean, that's awesome. I agree. I love cover bands too. If I'm out hanging out with a bunch of friends, I got nothing else going on. But I'd mm-hmm. rather, uh, you know, I don't ba- I don't bash them. I don't bash them. You know, and it's, uh, exactly. it's a lot easier money sometimes too. Yeah, it is. Because trust me, drunk people love songs they already know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but I okay. So now I will ask, what can you tell me about that song, "Blue Eyed Lie"? Blue Eyed Lie is about an ex-boyfriend. He's an idiot, and so <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna write a song about you." Like Taylor Swift did it, and I will. I will admit that I, I got her first CD and I listened to it. I'm not so much into the whole pop vibe or anything like that. But I I listened to her first song, and it was inspirational to me. I was like, hey, here's this girl who's, like, my age, and she's doing what I want to do, and she's she's writing her own stuff and performing it. So it inspired me, and I was like, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And I was like, this guy was a douchebag, so, uh, ha. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Uh, His mama heard it, too, and she got all mad. Oh, did she? I was like, if you only knew how bad your little angel really was. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Um, yeah, I'm sure every mother believes <laughs> their douchey bag sons are, oh, they're just <laughs> sweet as ever. They well, it can that. really go for anybody. Girls, too, some of them, like, you know, they act one way to somebody and then another way to you when they're dating you, and you're like, what the hell? You're nasty. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, I've experienced that myself, too. I'm just not as poetic. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wrote it, because I think that that's something people can relate to. That kind of, it's it's not necessarily heartache, but it's like the angry phase, where you're like, screw you, you suck. I'm going to, mm, I just want to slap you. 
that's what that song is. <laughs> cool. Um, so how did you, how did you? I know you started at an early age, but how did you start? What drew you to do this? What did, what made you want to do this? Music in general. Yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, uh, plenty of people play, and you know, maybe they just you know play by themselves, or you know, occasionally they'll hop in with some people. But you know, moving it, you know, from from an early early age, around like ten, right? And and you started yeah. playing out and everything. I mean, like, did you know back then this is what you wanted to do? I believe that music is a calling for certain people. You just know, and I have known all my life that I absolutely. I must do music or I'll completely go bonkers. And I just, I have to do it. It's something that I love to do. I'm so passionate about it, but it makes my soul feel full. It makes me feel very happy. There's no real way to describe it. But I knew ever since I was a child that I found my happiness in music, whether it was singing. Like, I grew up to 90s country, and I used to have, since I was a freaking 90s kid, I had the little tape recorder, and I used to sit it up next to the radio, and that's how I, that was my line wire. That's how I stole music, a little cassette tape. Uh, these 2,000 kids have no idea what that is. Oh, God, it's just too but, easy for them now, right? But that's what I used to do. I used to sit and wait till my song came on the radio, record it on a little crappy tape, and then I'd play it back, and I, my goal was to memorize every song on the radio. I started playing violin when mm-hmm. I was uh, maybe 11 or so. And, you know, I'm blessed with a family that really supports what I do. So when I wanted a violin, I was actually in competition with my brother. I wanted to be better than him because <laughs> I was a little turd. I've always been a little turd. I'm very competitive. But my mom, she's like, oh, okay, here you go. And she supported that dream. And I'm... I just flew away with it, and ever since I've been teaching myself instruments, I got into writing, and, like, I've thought about a normal job, like a regular nine-to-five, whatever, but I don't think, it's not chaotic enough for me. I need the craziness of traveling and playing tickets and, and playing in a new stage and meeting all these people that, like, that I know online or that I know in person but haven't seen, and they live all over the place. Like, I just, I feel like Certain people are born for it, and I, when you know, you just know. Well said. Well said. I agree with that. Um, you know, speaking about American Idol, after you were you were done on that, you you know, TV part of it and all that, you went on tour. Uh, how was that? What was that experience like for you to be touring with them after you know being done on the show? Well, I really love tour, and just being on the Idol tour. I know that I was built for something like that, and I can't wait until I do a world tour. Um, I just, the only thing I could say, obviously, it wasn't the time and place for me to go on a solo tour yet, Mm -hmm. but I wish it was, I wish it was all mine, because that's like my big dream. I just can't wait, and I'm going to get there one day, because I'm going to fight to get there, and um, I just had a great time, and I took it as a learning experience, and falling asleep to the home of the bus engine is just, it it was like home for me, even though I wasn't even home. I was so far away. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> All right. You got some wanderlust in there. All right. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, being um, being a young artist, young and upcoming artist, a, a female artist of that, too, I wanted to ask you about this, I'm going to say it, jackass, Keith Hill, and his comment <laughs> about um, country music and, you know, women not really having a place in it i mean 
I kind of agreed when I was reading some of the other people who who responded to his article that I think that there has been, especially with radio and mainstream, been a lot of um, a lot of repression of, of women getting on the air and stuff like that, and not yes. because of not because of not having the chops to do it or anything. Um, and you know, I mean, certainly one of the first artists we interviewed over a year ago through Reverb Nation was uh, Sarah Beth, another country artist, and we just loved her. And 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 one time, I'm hoping to talk to her and revisit this as well too. But do you find do you find prejudices like that spill over from from not just the radio, but even you know when you're out on the road or when you're out playing gigs, maybe with other country country performers who might be male? Well, I do think that prejudice is very rampant. Like, it's everywhere, and especially in this day and time. There's so much going on in the world, not just necessarily sexism, but hate. Just hate everywhere, whether it's racism or shootings or whatever it is. And I think that we can't ignore it, but we can fight it by doing the right thing and be the people that we believe God wants us to be. And that's why I do the music that I do, and that's why I talk to my fans and I treat my fans the way that I treat them, because I want to be a positive role model. And for people like that Keith dude who think that there's not really a place for women in country music, he's just an asshole. And there can be a room of people who absolutely love you, and there could be one wart in the front row who's like, "Mm, no, I don't like you, there's no space for you here. And they will ruin your day if you let them. But you just have to choose... To not let it bother you and say, oh, he's just an asshole. His mama probably needs to give him a hug because maybe he doesn't have love. Maybe he has something missing in himself. So, I mean, that's that's my take on it because mm-hmm. I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to it because I try to ignore dickheads. But, <laughs> well, that's how it is. No, and you're I right. Learned, I learned what hate was when I was on American Idol. I had people telling me to go kill myself. I had people like, mm, Jess, you're so fat, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And oh I'm like, God. I don't give a crap. <laughs> like, I feel great. I think I look sexy. I love myself, as everybody should. Everybody should be confident and strong. And that's the message that I send my fans. And when people put them down, including people like Keith, who think that women do not have a place in country music, I tell them to go fuck themselves. All right. And wow. That's it. Nope, nope. Nothing more needs to be said. Um <laughs> I'll tell you what, why don't we take a pause for a second song? Uh, what are we going to let people hear this time? Oh, done. That's my new jam. All right. This is done.
right, the song is done. Jessica, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you or find out what's going on with you and where you're playing and everything else like that under the sun? Well, the best way to get in touch with me and keep up with me is to find me on Facebook. I keep all of my tour dates and all my performances updated, and that is facebook.com slash Muse. And my last name is M-E-U-S-E. And if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Jess Muse. And I'm on YouTube. Like, you just have to Google me. I'm, I'm always online. I am a dork. I'm always there. I see everything. And I do my best to talk to my fans unless, like, I'm flying somewhere or I have some crazy gigs going on and I'm driving a lot. But I know, my, I know that my fans know that. But uh, I love sitting and chatting with them, and I'll, I'll actually get to know a lot of them. So if you follow me, I'll probably get to know you, and I know a lot of them by name. Is it okay that I said the F word? Yes, it is. Okay, I'm just making sure. It's an uncensored interview. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. That's why we do it. We want the real deal. Okay, I'll go yeah. back in there. I'll be like, beep. No, 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 no. What's the first record you ever bought? Oh, the first record I ever bought? Oh, man. I think it was the 90s country, and it might have been the Dixie Chicks, but it might have been Jessica Andrews' Heart Shaped World. I can't recall which one it was, but I did have the Dixie Chicks' Wide Open Spaces. Yeah. Both, it was one of those. Both excellent picks. Both. Um, what, if tomorrow you had the opportunity to put one of your songs in a time capsule that wouldn't be open for a hundred years, which one would it be? One of my songs? Yeah, one of your songs. Hmm. I might pick something that's brand new that I've written that I haven't released and just put it in the time capsule, just raw, just vocals and guitar, and just because I would love to see what future alien people think when they're like, "Ooh, what's this?" <laughs> cool. <laughs> Cool. Um, you know, as ambitious as you are, and I think it's great, where do you want to be in three years? What's your goal? Besides in touring three years? the world. Yeah, besides touring the world, where do you want to be? I think it'd be cool to get a Grammy. And to be able to be one of those people at those huge award shows dressed in a beautiful gown. I'm not going to show too much now. i got to keep some of it for surprise. Mm-hmm. I'm not one. I'm not one of those girls who has my booty hanging out. But like, just to be in that atmosphere and to be in a classy place and just, you know, that's going to be so surreal because it's going to happen one day and I'm going to make sure that it does. But in three years, I hope that that's where I am. It's probably an award show. Whether I win something or not, I just want to be there. You know, I, I really truly believe you will. Honestly. I'm crazy. You are a go-getter. <laughs> oh, I can tell that too, but you're, you're definitely a go-getter. Uh, what do you, you know, before we wrap everything up here, is the, what would you like to say to your fans out there? For my fans, I just always like to say thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I am so blessed to have such kind people in my fan base who not only support me, but they support each other. A lot of them have bonded and actually become best friends, like, on Twitter and stuff. And they spread love. And I think that that's one of the most important things that you can do. Like, I've been given this gift of music, and I'm so happy that it's doing something good. So I just want to say thank you to all my fans for being who they are, because they're awesome. Cool. Cool. That well said. 
Um, Jessica, I want to thank you for taking time to do the interview. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, everybody <laughs> out there, this is uh, Sean from Unclaimed Bands. My guest has been Jessica Muse. Make sure as soon as you're done listening to this interview, you go check out more of her music, check out her videos, go to her website, find out where she's playing at, and then go see her live because that's the best way to see any experience any artist is go see them live go see them play especially one that supports original music as well as you do and i mean that jessica thank um, you very much till next time everybody make sure you tune back in for more great music from great artists like jessica see you the statements views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands its parent company or subsidiaries